Well, praise the Lord. Can we continue to just lift up our voice for a few more minutes? Has God been good to you? Hallelujah. Come on, all across this room. Hallelujah. What a time to be living for the, the King of God, for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. At this time, you may be seated. It's good to be here on a Wednesday night. And uh, I'm excited to be around such awesome people. As you notice, pastors out of town, like Brother Luke had uh, just pointed out, so you're stuck with me. I, uh, you know, a couple things I just was thinking about when I was over there, and man, what a, what a time that we're living in. You know, I know that a lot of times we look at it in a fearful way, but man, what a, what a time we're living in. We get to, it's like the rubber, where the rubber meets the road. I mean, right now we're going to see we're going to see miracles and signs and wonders. We're going to see revival. God's pouring out his spirit. Amen. Amen. And I'm excited about what God's doing. Let's real quick, one more time, let's pray over this service. Pray that God uh, will direct this in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. God, I pray that right now, Lord, you would move in this place like you already have been moving. I pray that you would open hearts and minds. Father, that you would bless somebody here, that you would enhance our understanding, Lord. God, that you would give us direction and guidance. Lord, I thank you for your anointing and what you're doing here today. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that we would not leave here the same way that we came. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Over the, over the months, I've come to realize that there's something very deadly lurking in our, our neighborhoods and in our homes. You know, the news talks a lot about the coronavirus, and it is deadly. It is very deadly. But I'm talking about something tonight that's, that's even more deadly than the coronavirus. It's a more deadly condition that I want to talk about. During this pandemic or over the last eight months, Many of us have learned different strategies for passing the time. Some of us have spent this time with family. Some of us have found ways to be productive at home and, and get things done. Many of us have taken advantage of this increased amount of time and have grown spiritually in prayer and in Bible study. But I'm not so much focused about or on that group here tonight. Because many of us have learned to become busy doing nothing, or busy doing nothing that matters. We're fighting something that is more deadly than the coronavirus. You and I are being exposed to something. Yes, we hear about it on the news. We hear about all the signs and the symptoms, and all of this grabs our heart, but there's something that's going on that's even bigger than that. Something that's even more deadly than that. And I want to point it out here tonight. And I, it's something that we, we know about. But I want to bring it back to our attention. Because we might be looking at one thing, but something else is sneaking in. And I want us to be aware. We have taken this opportunity and this time, many of us, to 
invest. Now remember, we have a lot more time, or at least over these last several months, we've, we've had a lot more time. And, you know, I'm talking about back then, maybe right now things have changed a little bit. But I know for many of us, including myself, I found I had a whole lot of time on my hands. Couldn't do stuff. And with that time, a lot of us, you know, spend it with our, our, new, our television shows so that we could rush through it and get it done so that we could watch our next television show and, and, and try to get all these things uh, out of the way because we were really focusing a lot on just entertainment. Uh, am I talking to anybody here? Is anybody relating? I mean, we're sitting down watching the world go by because we can't go outside, and a lot of us just resorted to entertainment, and we just we were investing in stuff that really doesn't matter, and I'm, I'm, I'll get to that. Some of us started new hobbies. I'm not knocking that either, uh, but some of us replaced our Sundays and Wednesdays church service time with me time. We became... Uh, which was more entertainment or, or more rest or whatever I felt like doing at the time. It, it just got to the point where we got so used to not going to church that, you know, it wasn't the same as uh, going to actual church. So why would I turn it on? Why would I watch this, uh, this thing on the computer? Why would I invest in that? And a lot of us started to struggle in that area. The time that we spent, we, we maybe have wasted some of that. Or maybe we invested it in stuff that didn't really matter. Obviously, this, is a, this was a worldwide thing. And, and many of us uh, had way more time on our hands than we were used to. So I'm not knocking hobbies and, and family and, and fun activities. That's, that's not what I'm doing. But if we can't set aside a few minutes out of our week to watch or listen to live stream... We may be battling with something that's, that's more deadly than COVID-19. Something that's more devastating than this sickness that we might have that would kill our body. Something that really it, it is real to me because these are things, I'm just being real with you. These are things that we've all probably battled with at some point. But I got to step back and look at my own life and looking at the things that I found myself investing in. What is important, what is not important. And realizing that, you know, there's stuff, there's time that we have right now to be the church. And what is it that I'm doing about that? What is it that I've been investing in? And those things came to my mind, and I hope continue to come to my mind as a reminder what it is that I'm doing. Yes, there is a more deadly condition than COVID-19. I'm gonna I'm gonna share some symptoms. Have you guys heard about some of the symptoms of COVID-19? You know, and all that. It's probably been talked about to death. <laughs> Literally. Sorry. I just saw an opportunity. That's not funny. Too soon. Now I'm gonna try to reel back in where I was going. But symptoms of this condition that's more deadly is withdrawal from prayer. Withdrawal from Bible study. Symptoms include lack of desire to do anything church-related. Decreased spiritual sensitivity. A lack of concern for others. Sudden fits of carnal emotions. A lack of overall discipline. Bouts of unreasonable and unexplained anger. Sensitivity to correction. 
increased likelihood of offense, compromised moral decisions may lead to an unrepentant lifestyle. These are some of the symptoms that you and I have to be aware of because oftentimes when we catch this more deadly condition, this is what the symptoms are. This is what it looks like. Many of us church folk have already had a vaccine and we may believe that uh, that's all that there is and we don't need anything else. You know what I mean by we've had that vaccine. We got, we got the shot. We know we're, we've been cured. We don't need to worry about that. I've, I've been to church. I've, I've been saved. I, I know how to, to live for God. I don't need to worry about that uh, condition. But this particular heart condition is not just a one and done deal. It requires a healthy lifestyle. Sometimes many of us, and maybe you can relate, are like that story of Samson. You guys remember the story of Samson. He was given such a great anointing and power. A power that could have brought such victory. Even more so than he did bring for the kingdom of God. Samson was a Nazarite. He was set apart. He was different. He consistently, though, struggled with affections of this world. He spent a lot of time with the wrong kinds of people and in, in, in places and doing the wrong kinds of things, unfortunately. But the thing that's interesting is Samson, he could kill a lion with his bare hands. He could kill a thousand men with just the jawbone of a donkey. He could take off the gates of a city and, and carry them on his back. This is the kind of power that this man had. God gave him such an anointing to be able to do these great feats, but there was something more that he was battling with, a more deadly foe, an adversary that he really didn't suspect, one that fought him in his heart, one that ultimately led to his demise. As you probably know the story, Delilah repeatedly seduced Samson, trying to get him to give up his secret to strength. He might have, had, uh, he might have left after a first couple of times, but he was so infatuated, he, enticed by Delilah, that he kept falling for her traps. I mean, it was obvious, but he was so enamored by her, he kept falling for it until it caught up with him. Samson battled with, with lust and struggled as he passed his own immediate wants. And I'm pointing this out for a reason. We must become aware and fight this condition. And if you haven't figured it out yet, I'm, I'm talking about sin and carnality, this condition. But we can't fight and we can't win this on our own. Obviously, we cannot overcome this by ourselves and our own flesh, just like Samson. We can't do this on our own. We need help. This is a spiritual battle. This is spiritual warfare. That means we need the Spirit of God to help us. Like Samson could not do the mighty things that he did without the anointing of God. 
We cannot allow the anointed covering to be removed from our lives. Or we will not have the power to accomplish what needs to be done in our lives and in this world. We will not be the church without Jesus. We will be found out. Remember the symptoms that I just mentioned. We'll be found out. We, if we try to be the church without Jesus, that's a more deadly condition. We're messing with something that's worse. We're headed, for a, we're headed down a road that doesn't lead to where we want to be. We can't do this without him. Our fruits will bear witness. We cannot reach this world without Jesus. And this politically motivated, extremely divisive climate that we're living in today, it's, all, you know, it's not just here, it's not in our city, it's around the whole world, and there's a reason. The devil does not like what God wants to do. The spirit of the Antichrist. He wants us to die. We cannot adequately demonstrate the love of God to this world if we're not receiving that love first from Jesus. We cannot demonstrate this. We cannot show the world Jesus if we don't have the leading of Jesus in our life. If we don't have that love, if we've not been being filled up with his spirit, then we have nothing to pour out. If we don't have that uh, power and anointing from Jesus Christ, we cannot go out there and demonstrate the power, just like Samson could not uh, go out there and demonstrate the power. He lost that covering, and we don't want to lose that covering. We need to continue in this. We need to remember where our power comes from, where our source of life comes from. Amen? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 says, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. It's through God that the power comes from. This is something that we're fighting that we cannot just do on our own. See, there's a lot of things going on in this world right now, and a lot of us sit there and we watch it. Does it ever make you mad? Does it ever make you angry? Well, unfortunately, a lot of that times we cannot fight it in our, in our flesh. We might want to yell. We might want to scream. But see, that's not how we win this battle. We cannot overcome it. It is something that is, has to be done spiritually. This is spiritual warfare. This is something that we can only accomplish through the anointing of the Holy Ghost, through Jesus Christ operating in our lives. Amen? The passion we need should not come from our righteous desire to correct our fellow man and maybe their defunct political perspectives. That passion should come from that overwhelming spirit of God to love our neighbors like he loves them, to love our neighbors like we love ourselves. The, the thing that should drive us, that passion to reach the world, should not come from anything other than the Spirit of God. Because if not, then it will fall flat on its face. We need the love and the passion and the desire that God can give us. Jesus didn't die in the midst of his religious uh, protest. Or, you know, he wasn't trying to do something to just move a, a, a people he laid down his life for us. The Bible says that there's no greater love. 
We ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. It continues in 1 John 3.16. So I, I know that I, the reason I say that is because a lot of times we'll look at this thing carnally. We'll try to solve the problems in our life and, and in our communities and all this. And we'll look at it very carnally. And, and the world doesn't understand the perspective that I'm talking about because it's spiritually discerned. The things that I'm talking about, it has to do with being led of the Holy Ghost. See, the people that might be opposed to your beliefs. We can't just fight them with our flesh. In fact, we shouldn't because Jesus Christ died for them. And there's no greater love than when someone gives up their life for their friend. So I'm saying, you know, the whole, the whole perspective, giving up our lives for somebody else. Serving them, realizing that this world's not going to see Jesus unless they see it in us. Amen? This world needs what we have. And we, if we just give them what they've already got, what is that? What is that? What's that going to do? This world is dying to know what it is that we have. Amen? The cure for this condition is a consistent relationship with God. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. We must seek him first and keep him first. Amen? It's his love that will guide you. It's his love that will keep you. It's his love that will provoke you you know during this time we must remember who we are what we've got and where we're going because there's so many things that are trying to grab our attention right now there's so many things that are trying to uh, steal our focus and distract us from what really matters and a lot of times it has to do directly with those unseen things that happens only in your mind and in your heart. The, the things that would try to draw us away by our own lusts. The things that try to entice us. The battle that we fight a lot of times isn't something that most people can see. We're fighting some things now that maybe we haven't fought to this degree. New opportunities to do things unseen. More ways to sin than before. I'm just saying, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, but there are so many distractions in the way that the world is going that is directly in defiance with the word of God, directly in defiance then, uh, of the will of God in our life. We must seek him first and keep him first. When we are battling with some things and nobody else is around and we're struggling, it is his spirit that can keep us. I'm telling you, there is more, more depression, more anxiety, more mental illness, more suicide. There's more things going on right now. Since this whole worldwide pandemic, there's been a lot of uh, casualties, both physically, emotionally. Families have been destroyed. Jobs have been lost. People have really been hurt. But there's something that I can tell you guys and you'd understand that the rest of the world doesn't. 
is the power, the keeping power of the Holy Ghost. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord for that. The Bible says, and that peace of God which passes all understanding would keep your heart and mind. There's a keeping power that is in this place. There's a keeping power that no matter what your boss may say to you, that you know you're going to be all right. There's a keeping power that even when we lose someone that's close to us, that you know God's got a plan for my life. There's something that only the Holy Ghost can do that would keep us in this day and in this age and in the things that we're facing, the stuff that is directly in defiance that goes against everything that we were ever taught growing up, maybe even things that was taught publicly a few years ago, things that are coming against the Spirit of God, the kingdom of God that is right in our face. And right now we are battling something that is greater than any kind of virus, any kind of physical thing. We are battling something that is spiritual, something that is seeking to devour your soul, something that is so subtle that you may not notice, but you've been inviting it into your life. Something that if nobody is looking, you can be automatically allowing it and entertaining it because this something is playing right into the feels in our life, right into our emotions, right into what naturally makes us tick. Because our default is our carnality, and the way that the world's working is it's going right down the avenue of our carnality to where it's just so easy. There's a reason why I'm talking about this. It's because the devil's no dummy. The way that the world's being set up, everything is just, it seems right, but it's playing right into uh, the, our carnality, right into just what makes sense and what feels right. But our heart is wicked just by itself. Our default is messed up by itself. We cannot do this without the leading of the Spirit of God, without that truth to help us identify when there are lies being presented. We need to know what is going on in our life. We need to recognize the blatant lies that we're hearing in the media. We need to recognize the blatant lies that are being voted on in this world. We need to realize the blatant lies that are being confronted because there's going to come a time where we have to stand for what we believe in. We will have to absolutely. And so I want us to know that if we start working on this right now, it won't be a new thing. We will already be mentally prepared. We will already be spiritually strong to be able to stand when everybody else is bowing. We need to remember what it is that we believe. Come on, I, I, I know that we, this church, God is doing things in our life. This thing that, listen, you are here tonight. God knows exactly what you're battling with. It's not, a, it's not a surprise to him. He knows exactly what you're facing. Some of you guys are dealing with things that you never thought you'd be dealing with. Some of you are going through things that you never thought you'd go through. <clears throat> and instead of looking at, I know we tend to just go right to the doom and gloom and it's over. I tell you what, God has a way of working things out for our good. The things that you thought were going to destroy you, God can turn that around to be one of the greatest assets that you've ever had. God can use your testimony. I tell you what pastor was preaching about the other day. Your testimony, that's something that you can share with somebody else that nobody else can really understand. You can relate with people in ways that you were never able to do before. God knows what we need, amen. We must remember who we are, what we've got, and where we're going. I mean, actively, 
Because like I said, a lot of the things that we are battling with, they're, they're very subtle. And if we're not actively thinking about who we're living for and what is right and wrong in our life, we're going to go with the flow. And before you know it, we're gonna, you're going to find yourself in a situation that you did not intend on being in. Remember what I said, these symptoms, if we're trying to be uh, the church without Jesus Christ, uh, we'll be found out. And I'm not saying publicly we're going to, you know, necessarily be humiliated, but we'll come to a place in our life where we cannot go down this road anymore. We'll have to, it'll, we'll have to make a decision. So we're battling with a spiritual attack. We're fighting with something far greater and has far greater consequences than COVID-19. You see, the coronavirus, it'll kill your body, but this condition will kill your soul. And let me tell you something. As a Christians, we should know that we eventually will die. And if that's a, a surprise to you, I know some of us, we may not think that because maybe we're young or maybe we just don't ever think about it. Eventually, it won't, we'll probably pass away unless God comes back. But see, that's, that's common to all men. But more important is when we do die, what's, what's next? And so what I'm talking about is something, it's a condition that affects our eternity. And, it's, and it seeps into the very core of everyone in this room. Every man, woman, and child. Every one of us must recognize this. The good news is, like I said before, there's an inoculation. There is a vaccine, but this is a consistent daily vaccine. We got to take it every day. Hey, because I don't know what's going to come, what I'm going to come across. We got to be prayed up. We got to be ready for it. We got to be mindful of it. The things that we invest in, we got to be, we got to be prayed up. Because like I said, we'll be walking along one day and I hate, and maybe you can relate. You'll be going along and the time that you didn't pray that morning Something will be, you'll be confronted with, and you'll be like, oh, I wish I was more spiritual. Anybody ever been that way? Someone comes up to you out of nowhere, and then they just start pouring out some things, and you're like, well, this would be a good point for me to pour out the, you know, the, the gospel message and really affect somebody's life. But you're just like, ah, God be with you. And, you know, you don't really know what to say because we didn't spend that time. That's just a poor example. But we must be prayed up. We must be ready. There's a condition. This has been something that has been coming to my mind over and over. And I know that you guys are, are mindful of it too. I, I can't be the only one that's thinking that. Because it's, it's our flesh. It's everywhere. There's things that we're battling with all the time. We must have our minds made up what kind of person we are going to be. Who we are living for. I know that we too often, we just get caught up in the... Uh, the things that we do, our routine, our schedule. Can I get an amen, Brother Jesse? I'm just saying. We just, we got things to do. We do it. And before we know it, we're going along. We got to study for this. We got to do this. We go to church. We know we're going to greet people. Blood up, and we just go home and we just go with the flow. I, I mean, has anybody just, even at home, are you busy with just stuff, with work, with things? And, and before you know it, we've invested zero in what matters. We've not been inoculated. We have not been uh, 
that safety covering has not been put over us. We've not allowed God to work in and through us. We've set that aside because we've just been busy. Amen? And when, we're, when we do that, it's like we're walking around without, well, we don't wash our hands. I mean, if we had to compare it, you know, through, through this day and age where we've had to become very aware of the things that we do, where we, what we touch, washing our hands, who we are, uh, you know, so we don't spit on people. We have to be aware of these things. And so in the same way, we have to be aware. We have to do preventative measures. We have to make sure that we are uh, wearing our safety garments. We have to be ready. We have to be prepared. Amen. Does that make sense? That's just off the cuff. That was a bonus. I just thought of it right there. It's free. If we could all stand. I'm not going to hold you long tonight because I'm done. If nothing else, I hope a word or a phrase sticks in your head, a more deadly condition. There's something more dangerous than what can kill our body, and that's what can kill our soul. All right? Just because you've been vaccinated once doesn't mean that you're safe. This is a, we've got to have a healthy lifestyle. We've got to continue every day and walk with God. Amen? Amen. I want to invite you right where you're at. If you want to just lift up your voice and cry out to God. Ask him for the strength that we need to endure. Maybe some of you will analyze your life from where we're at right now. Ask him for that strength and remind yourself, I need a shot of your anointing. Come on, let's lift up our voice right now all across this room in Jesus' name. Father, we need you, Father. We need you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. There's no one like you, Father. I pray that right now, Lord, you would bring to our remembrance. God, you know the things that we've been battling with. You see the stuff that we've allowed to take hold of our life. God, there's times when we've made those decisions that were not good, that, Lord, only hurt our relationship with you. Lord, you see the things that we continue to feed into that only hurts ourselves. I pray that right now, in Jesus' name, you would touch every mind and heart. Lord, help us to be able to step away from the things that are distracting from what matters most. Lord, help us to be remembered of the strength that we have in you. Come on, that's it. Just for a little bit longer. Let's lift up our voice. He deserves the praise. Hallelujah. To you be the glory, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, I pray that right now, before we leave this place, you would help us to have a mind made up that, Lord, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to be mindful that I am not going to do the same things that I've been doing. Because, see, I don't know when the end is going to come. We're living in the end times, but I don't know when is my last day. And I need to be aware that, Lord, God, I need to be ready because my life is on the line. There is a condition that is greater. Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's give a hand clap of praise to the Lord. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The church is growing. I don't care what the world looks like. God's kingdom is growing.
there is going to be more miracles. There is going to be more signs and wonders. More people are going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Does anyone believe that? How many of you want to actively be a part of that? Because if we're not a, a part of that, then we're going to be standing alone. See, being a part of that is like a, the inoculation or the, the uh, antivirus. We need it. We need to be a part of the kingdom of God. And I tell you what, when we are a part of the kingdom of God and when we are actively involved, there's no greater feeling. That's faith in action. That's us being a Christian on purpose. Amen? Amen. God bless you. I want you to greet somebody, and I hope you have a wonderful night. And that is it. God bless you.